Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Steven Universe, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hello! John McKenna. Hi, everybody. And Steve Zeck. Hello. Uh, today we are talking even more Steven Universe, Can't Go Back, and A Single Pale Rose, probably mostly the latter once again, but we will talk, I promise we're going to talk Lapis at some point this podcast. Um, and uh, this is our third, yes, our third podcast on these two episodes. Did you just, uh, Lapis? Yes. Uh, okay, we'll get into these com- <laughs> we'll get into these complex feelings later in the podcast. So uh, we did a recap podcast and then a uh, a second uh, deep dive podcast into these two episodes. This is our third one. You don't have to listen to the previous two ones, but you could if you want to. That is at overlyanimated.com or you can search Overly Animated Steven Universe on iTunes. Subscribe there. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe there to not miss any of our future Steven Universe podcasts. I'm going to keep going with these uh, with these Roses Pink Diamond podcasts until uh, <laughs> until Steve- until Cartoon Art puts out a new episode. So. Could be doing this for a while. Um, and uh, hopefully soon, though. Hopefully. Uh, could be 10 of them. Uh, yeah, By the it, end of it, really, really we've could all be. changed our opinion. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll just circle back around on everything by the end. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I already spoiled it, but spoilers for these two episodes. So uh, let's get into things. We have three fresh voices on uh, these two episodes. We haven't heard their takes, so let's get their initial takes. Overall, on these two episodes, um, what are your big opinions? What do you like? What didn't you like? April. So first off, I was really glad that we were actually focused on like Steven and the whole like pink diamond and all of the diamonds like situation Um, because I've been kind of really tired of Beach City. But that's just my personal opinion. Not that I don't love all of those characters and everything like that. So it was kind of nice to see like something plot taking place. Um, And this was like a huge sort of plot thing. So that's even better um, for me. I I thought they were they were good uh what they are um as I guess we it's already been alluded I feel ways about Lapis and I'm kind of over her as a character um, um, oh, no. <laughs> we can talk more about that later um but yeah I thought they they were good and I, they were again they were satisfying for me because they were plot and we weren't just like hanging out at Beach City some more so good they were good for me I'm already deeply hurt about that take, yeah. April. Um, what was your What was your reaction to Rose's Pink Diamond when you saw it, April? Um, I was sur- I mean, I was surprised, but then I was just like a little bit angry because, like, the entirety of the show, they've been like, "Rose isn't Pink Diamond." Like, you guys are all crazy, and then like <laughs> it like, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, so it's got to be something else then, right?" And then they're like, "Oh, Rose is Pink Diamond," and I was like, "Well, okay, you guys are liars. Thanks." <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but I'm I'm like more accepting of it now than I guess I was before because before I was just kind of like annoyed <laughs> yes there's a, people have been posting all the instances of the crew online uh, just like denying this <laughs> over the years. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what you got to do when you have a big choice you got to keep it a surprise um john what do you what's your take on these two episodes um the view the listeners can't see us but i'm holding a ha- in, my, in my hand all the t- theories i had written down about wh- who rose was yeah that's, that's, that's false you like I, I don't I, that you. just sounds like regular paper. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and, and I just and I just crumpled it up and threw it into the into the back of my bedroom because they're not all totally completely pointless. Uh, actually, these these two episodes were, I think were really good. Um, unlike April, I am a Lapis fan. I really thought I really think she's a great character. I love the introverted sort of broody types anyway, and I think she's perfect. And that was just a fantastic Lapis episode. I feel bad though because can't go back compared to a single pale rose is like being the lead in for Beyonce at Coachella. You could be as good as you want. No one's going to be talking about it. But um, the reveal, I liked the reveal. It was, and they made it made sense, which I think was the important thing. It fits in with the story canon as a whole. It worked really well with what we know. And going back on the show, you do sort of see that, but what makes it so compelling is not so much how it fits in with the rest, but how this pretty much blows up everything that we know about the about the backstory it blows up like the crystal gems relationship and more importantly it sort of messes up steven a little bit because his own or really his own origin is and the part that's half gem is all he's known has been a total and complete lie so 
it really makes it interesting to see how season five ends out because they might need the rest of the season just to sort through what the hell just happened. Yep, I think that I think that's what's gonna happen. So that'll be yep. fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, John, what was your reaction when you when you uh, first saw Rose's Pink Diamond? Were you enraged? You crumpled up your paper and you threw, you threw it away. <laughs> no, that was my that was my list of theories. My friend texted me that night saying, "Wow, we were both way off." But um, but actually, I loved the way it was presented because they sort of went through. They sort of did the thing in that sort of quintessential detective story thing where. They go through each single possible suspect in a, of a murder case, and they just sort of go, nope, it's not that. Nope, it's not that. Because, like, you see it. You start with, oh, look, it's Rose Quartz. She shattered pink diamond. Nope, wait, she has a pearl in, in her ear. And before that, it was, oh, pearl shattered pink diamond because she has the sword. Nope, wait a minute, hold on. And then it ends with, surprise. I was like, wow, they went there. And also, wait, what? Wait a minute. So the rebellion was, and pearl was. Have I been lied to for the last five years? Yes. That was my that was my reaction. I was like, I I was both excited and the same time I'm like, wow. Just like, wow. Yes, we are Steven. We have been lied to for all of our lives. And uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, yeah, John breaking out the the props, the uh Beyonce references, uh very well. I love that reference. <laughs> okay. That was great. Okay, good good strong, strong start from John here. Steve, uh your take on these two episodes. Oh, well, I, I love them both, but I like Lapis, so I got nothing against her. The And I'm excited to see where they go with that. I love the song. That was just a great song. Very, <laughs> I think it's probably one of the be- better songs I've had in a while. As for Pink Diamond reveal, yeah, it does put make me look at past episodes in a whole different light. Though I kind of, they've pretty much revealed it already when... Rose and Pearl were talking, and Rose said, "Yellow diamond and blue diamond would never understand." I knew what that meant. I knew that pink diamond was Rose. So when they reveal happened, I kind of knew it already. Yeah, sure, so. sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have to question though. Look back at the the zoo episode with pink diamond actually just keep people caged up yeah because this, this, it, this, is a, this is a good it point goes against, it goes against rose's behavior when um she saw like when greg was babysitting sour cream how she just let it just do what it wants so it's kind of inconsistent there we will potentially get to the zoo that yeah. is on that is on my extensive outline yeah yeah i, I don't get that but i'm cool to know that steven is technically a diamond and in a way, I guess yellow and blue, are they his aunts? Are they his sisters? What? I mean, it's a kind of real dynamic right now. Yes. That's a very, very interesting dynamic. We'll see if we explore that more. But yeah. Okay. So Steve, uh, liking, liking everything here. Um, yeah. So uh, we, we've got a lot of topics to get to. I have a running outline with your guys' feedback. I forgot to mention that too. We'll be taking your um, comments in this as well. And if you have more comments after this, leave more comments. I'll add them to the outline. We'll keep going uh, forever. And uh, the first topic I want to get here to is a hot, uh, hot uh, topic we haven't hit on in the last podcast, which is Pearl and uh, Pearl's relationship to Rose. Um, I was very uh, harsh on <laughs> Pearl Rose in the recap podcast, and I'd like to dive into that more. We have a comment here from Stephen LP, not not Steve, uh, okay. <laughs> n- not you, who says, uh, I've seen comments in the fandom and something similar said in the podcast that because Pearl was Pink Diamond's Ro- Pink Diamond slash Rose. Yeah, OK, well, we could. OK, let's let's address this for a second. This is me talking. Rose, we can call her Rose. <laughs> we don't need to do the Pink Diamond Rose. Yeah, it's she can be Rose. OK. Um, I've seen comments that because Pearl was uh, Rose's servant, then Pearl uh, Pearl's love has been undermined because it was a result of her nature, not freely engendered love. But I disagree. Yellow and blue, yellow and blue Pearl's relationship with their diamonds is is more of of servility, obedience, and psychopancy. I can't recall anything that could be identified as love. The closest to yellow Pearl's selfie. So. Stephen LP is saying that our pearl of the presentation of the three pearls that we've seen so far, our pearl is uniquely um, shown as fawning to, uh, over her diamond, whereas the other two pearls uh, don't have this type of love displayed. Mm-hmm. 
So this is a good point because I said in the recap podcast, Pearl's love is invalidated because it was, uh, it's biologically, um, originated. It's in, it's in her DNA that she loves her diamond. So, um, it's, it's, it really, uh, casts a bad light on this. Um, this has gotten a lot of f- fandom talk about how much of what Pearl is doing is because she loves Rose of her own volition versus uh, that this was hard-coded into her existence. And um, Joe Johnston on Tumblr addressed this and basically said that the only time that Pearl has to follow Rose is when Rose says, I order you as a diamond to do to do something, as she does at the end of a Single Pale Rose when uh, she tells her, my last order is a diamond, never speak of it again. That's why Pearl is physically unable to say it. She has been ordered um, a direct order from her superior diamond. And uh, But other than that, Pearl is uh, following Rose's orders of her own will. So um, she is not doing it because it is literally coded into her DNA, except when she gets a diamond order, which the implication is that it is coded into her DNA to do that. Um, and of course, uh, roses are, are, of course, our pearl is, is, uh, roses, um, pearl. And, uh, that's, that's kind of, we talked about that last time. That's, um, whether at the very least she is currently, uh, roses pearl and she's probably built that way as well. So the, the big question here is how much of pearl's love for rose is, um, quote unquote legitimate. And of course it's legitimate, but is it soured? Is your view of it lessened? Is it not romantic? Is it, isn't it, is it sketchy at all just because she was literally made to serve this person? Um, April, what, how is your view of that? Uh, how did you react to it? How has it evolved thinking about it more? Like in light of everything that was sort of revealed, I think it sort of de-romanticized Pearl and Rose's relationship just a little bit um, because she is like she was made to serve her. And when you think about the way I mean, uh, Stephen LP, I guess, kind of makes a good point because like yellow and blue Um, the yellow and blue pearls, they come from like obedience and, you know, the servility and everything like that. But I think that's just because what that's what they were conditioned or how they were conditioned to show their admiration for their diamond, because there's no doubt that they all love their diamond. But I think with like Rose, she was, I guess, more lenient in terms of like the obedience and the servility. And she sort of um, not necessarily tried to maybe treat her as an equal, but treat her as a friend. And so um, I think with that, I think that's also something to sort of consider is because like blue diamond is not the same as yellow diamond, who's not the same as pink diamond, who I'm sure is not the same as white diamond. So I'm sure they all treat their pearls differently. And as a result of that, the way that their pearl sort of shows their obedience and affection um, comes across differently as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, you know, diamond dependence uh, and uh, how how each of their relationships, right. it's all going to be different. Are, are are you okay with uh with them with the show portraying them romantically? Going? I, and I guess it would just be more dependent upon like row like the past encounters between Rose and Pearl because Pearl always like puts it off in a way of like very romanticized and they're in love and kind of thing. But again, she's sort of programmed to love Rose. So if she's free to sort of express that how she wants, then it would come off in a very romantic way, at least in my opinion, where not, you know, Rose was, I guess, affectionate, but maybe not so much in the romantic way. She was affectionate towards a friend. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think you make a good point that a lot of the 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 past story with Rose and Pearl is still missing. We still haven't gotten that extensive romance flashback episode between the two of them. You know, we haven't we haven't we haven't seen what they are really like. We've seen Pearl that Pearl uh, Pearl's feelings towards this a lot, and how she's getting over it, and how it was really strong in the past. But like, what did Rose feel? Presumably, uh, from what we've seen, not romantically as well. But that could have been a thing at some point. We have a lot of we have thousands of years not covered here. (laughs) So many years. Hmm. Uh, Steve, yes. What do you, yeah. what, you seem like? Oh, you, I, I still, uh, yeah. I well, doesn't really change my feelings in a relationship because I always thought the relationship was unhealthy. So it's just unhealthy in a different way than we previously thought. And I'm still not sure. I'm still holding on to the possibility that Pearl was originally made for White Diamond, and she's just sort of a gift to Pink Diamond. We kind of see sort of like how Earth was, I guess, seeming like a gift from the other diamonds to pink diamond. So 
potentially in play john johnson says per our this pearl is pink diamonds pearl um i I pretty strongly believe that means that she's made for but you know this we can we can uh, as i've said this twist opens up any further twist like we can do anything now so this this could this could be a thing yeah and you make a good point steve that it was already problematic because uh like rose was even before this twist rose was already pearl superior uh like in the in like she's the rebellion leader and uh that's you could still argue that that was a, su- a superior yeah. in in very relationship well so. if we're if we're being technical to any to any other gem a pearl is inferior i mean that's just how society right works. and that's another it's another good point which is that the gems have this caste system so mm-hmm. uh like how, how does that factor in john what do you think um i was one of the last remaining uh pearl rose romance holdouts for the longest time and because I, I based it on the premise that since Pearl was Rose's inferior, that you really couldn't call it love, but rather a kind of devotion, loyalty and obedience that we wouldn't that is almost that is almost a human in nature, that it's that devout. And to reference Stephen LP's comment about how the yellow and blue Pearl's relationship is of servility, obedience and sycophancy. Uh, you know, Pearl has shown all those qualities with Rose as well. She has been servile to her. She's been very much obedient. And she and before we got the Greg flashback, she was very sycophantic when it came to Rose, like almost not questioning what she did. You know, this very perfect, almost built up uh, deification. And I think sir, it was a it was a master servant relationship. It was devout, even though if it may have been friendlier than maybe other uh, relationships in the show. It was still devout. It was still very much uh, Pink Diamond calling the shot, oh. Ro- Rose slash Pink Diamond calling the shots. And I really don't think that we can call it, and it shouldn't be expressed as a loving relationship because simply because I don't think it can be expressed healthily in this kind of dynamic. Um, I I feel strongly uh, disagreeing with John that this is love from Pearl's perspective. This is love, even if it is hugely problematic and uh, it's it's not healthy. It's still but like I, lo- love is it, love is not, not inherently. Romantic, but I it, would call it romantic. Um, okay, I mean that that's colored by that's like uh, is it romantic? Is it uh, you know? But I, I, and I think that not real not a lot of evidence for Rose. Feeling love towards Pearl, like Pearl feels. I mean, like there's some, you know, this is a, this is a long, long the, debate. They feel they, different types of love towards each other. Yeah. Like Pearl's Pearl's feelings for um, Rose have always been portrayed as romantic, whereas you know Rose's feelings towards Pearl have always been portrayed in that very like admirable way. If that makes sense, like, yeah. yeah. But, but I think, but now, like the romantic part of Pearl's feelings just sort of lose their hold because Pearl, Pearl was made to love diamond, like, you know, Rose. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's contest that point because not, not everyone agrees with that. And I would say, no, Pearl was not made to romantically love. Well, no, uh, not romantically love. No, but she was made to love Rose. Maybe not romantically because like, like, you know, like I said earlier, yellow, you know, yellow and blue pearls do love their diamonds, but they don't, they, you know, they don't get to express it in a romantic way. And a lot of, I guess, pearls, I don't know, exposure to love may have been more so of like the earth variety where, you know, like, oh, like I love my husband kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so maybe she got sort of that impression that like, oh, okay. I do love Rose, so I should. I need to express it in this way, as other humans do, because I also know that Rose loves humans. So it's kind of like the, what is it, the, like nature versus nurture kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, yeah. I don't agree with that, April. I think that um, I think Rose's feelings were legitimately developed. I think I like or Pearl's feelings. Pearl's feelings were legitimately developed, and I feel I feel even though I really like feel very uh, squicky about uh, Pearl Rose as a, as a potential pairing now. Um, I've, I've, I've fe- I uh, find myself feeling defensive about Pearl's feelings in, the, in this moment because I believe they were genuinely romantically developed. I don't think that she's like imitating humans. I think that she's uh, 
and I, I get the the nurture thing, and I and I um ag- agree that that's a large part in in the gems behavior. That's kind of an interesting topic, like uh, is it like nature nurture on gems coming to earth and stuff, but uh, and how the crystal gems have like uh, fit into like a uh, condition to human society. But per- the, the the important point is that Pearl's feelings, like we've seen them expressed so much, and they just uh they they, they, they it's hard to deny that they're just uh deep romantic passion i i i i think that that's uh been a clear portrayal um let me be fair here though i think this is as much as this is a pro problem this could also kind of also be a rose problem in that i think i don't think anyone she ever loved she loves they love she loves them the same way they love her i think her and greg's relationship they don't their type of the way greg loves her she doesn't love him as the same way i think it's just a concurrent problem with her no, no one's, no one's, I'm not, no, I think no one's blaming Pearl for, yeah. for falling in love with oh. this. Like, this is, this is Rose's yeah. fault. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah. uh, we'll talk about that more later. I, I'm very critical. Oh, yeah, but she just, <laughs> uh, she seems someone who just, like, goes in relationships, like, on a whim, like, just, like, she loves to be loved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last, last point here. I'm, I guess I've I've fallen on the side of trying to defend the pearls' feelings here. And uh, is <laughs> isn't it isn't it some form of like deep romance that Pearl overcomes this uh, just pure this uh, the, this ingrained feeling in one way towards um towards her diamond and uh and feels uh develops this deep ro- uh, romantic passion towards her that uh we've never seen before like it's unprecedented of uh, of like pearls and of of gems towards their superior feeling this way and uh is isn't that like some hugely deep form of of romantic feeling uh, let's let's change gears and um discuss something more subtle from these two episodes that uh, we've been waiting to talk about here which is um for the record we are now talking about the episode can't go back and uh, it happened in this episode not lapis though oh. not, we're not talking about lapis. Oh. We're, ta- we're talking oh. about this flashback that we saw of the diamonds where uh we saw we had this interesting line from blue diamonds said towards pink diamond and uh here here's what it was it was she says first there were too many organics then their cities were too difficult to dismantle and now these crystal gems were tired of your excuses pink so that was a quick line from blue diamond in the flashback and uh what really i missed this at first uh but she says their cities were too difficult to dismantle this is new information about uh, uh the, the gems on earth uh what's going on here uh april what was your what's your what's your initial thought on this line well because what was it they said that the gems have been there for thousands upon thousands of years or whatever like five thousand years and i was like how evolved were humans at that point like but and then even in the next episode, she's talking about, like, we can live amongst the humans. And I'm like, are humans there? Like, also, why are you having so much problems, like, dismantling their cities? Because they have to be, like, early age humans. So that means that their cities can't be, like, that well developed or anything. Like, are they just huts? Like, are you having problems, like, creating a gust of wind to blow them down? I I was really confused. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear she's just lying to them to protect the humans. And I do have to wonder what the early rebellion was pretty much Pink Diamond rebelling against herself. Is she creating an ultra ego to rebel against herself? I mean, yes, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yes, that is what is happening, it seems like. <laughs> just be honest, like, yeah. Here, power here, for here, here's yeah april mentions yeah. the timeline here here's from here's david uh, uh about this um and can't go back blue diamond uh says pink was complaining their cities were too difficult to dismantle are we to understand that humans had cities at that point weren't they still hunter gatherers or did the colonization and rebellion really just go on that long without impeding human social development um th- that <laughs> th- that's the uh, thing this this line implies that uh the chris the rebellion the gem war continued um potentially thousands of years uh into in, and into a significant portion of human civilization that being said in our timeline humans have have had cities and stuff for a while like um you know it, it's it's like three thousand years ish four thousand years right like more yeah so but it, even yeah, but honestly, like three thousand years ago they like, they couldn't yeah. have been like that developed honestly yeah, you know what actually i could i could believe that you know the gem war existed in tandem with hum- with human civilization in fact i think one of one of the theories i had about what which i i drag which still which has not been destroyed by the way by these two episodes amazingly is that uh rose quartz is rebellion 
was part was a gem rebellion, but it was also human assisted. Like the humans were helping with the side because Rose definitely had a relationship with humans. I do think that it is possible that the gem rebellion did exist at coinciding with very basic human civilization and that maybe being too difficult to destroy. It could have been maybe Pink Diamond trying to get out of fighting it. But what I really think in that whole quote, the one thing that sticks out to me more than anything else was the line and these crystal gems. Was the crystal gem rebellion independent of Pink Diamond and she just conceded to them or did she manufacture her a, a fake rebellion just to try and get out of, you know, ruling this planet? I think that's the more salient and odd thing about that quote. More okay. than there's, there's there's a few things there. So, um, yes, I think that uh, I think that Rose developed the crystal gems. I think that is the implication. I mean, we've always heard the origin story of the crystal gems being that uh, that they've uh, they followed Rose. Rose is our leader. Um, I guess it's possible that there's a twist in that uh, she just joined up with them. But yeah, we are we are to believe that um, Pink manufactured her own rebellion in order to uh, in order to try to get out of this. I definitely think that the implication of this line another point you're saying is that um too difficult to dismantle that's in quotes because we know that pink really wasn't trying to dismantle them blue doesn't know that but we know that pink uh pink wasn't really trying to to thwart human civilization she's trying to protect the humans so um so the, the it's the story isn't that the human cities were hard to, to to take down it was that they were trying to do that um that's kind of the the thing that stands out and then um the last thing you said John was uh that the humans helped out with the the gem rebellion that was not has not been presented on the show that could be it has it has not but i think but given how much of a relationship rose had with humans which is which we could kind of say was un, is unpre- was at the time unprecedented for a gem it is certainly possible um yeah i think i think the big evidence for what you're saying would be the uh the the the, the phrase uh within the same sentence that was said two seconds before which is cities too difficult to dismantle because that shows that humans were advanced while the rebellion was still going on so that like that would have been a, a prerequisite uh, but we didn't think that was that was even happening before but now um if there if this is happening alongside human civilization then yeah i think that that, that could happen um but yeah it's just like what like there's a gem war while humans were on the earth were they involved would they know about this is this part of recorded human history uh like how, <laughs> how is that possible like we we the, the, but on on the other hand the the humans in the steven universe world have accepted that there are things like spires and palanquins in korea you know like it's it's the, these are things that are just normal for them because they're there from the start of human civilization um so we knew that the the the, the crystal gems were there before humans that was the implication but now we're to believe that they were there during humans why not both yeah because well, like if you think about just just gems gemstones in in of themselves like those take time to cook within like the the earth and the mantle and all of that stuff and so it would make sense that like they'd been on earth for a very very long time never really sort of interfered with like humans i guess developing and evolving and then like it it, it it became one of those things where maybe uh, Pink Diamond or Rose um, was like, oh, yeah, these these humans like are here and I like them and I don't want to like mess with them anymore. So I'm going to create this rebellion. Like, so maybe that has something to do with it, too, is the fact that, you know, it does take gems a long time to cook. And what was it? They said that Amethyst was like 500 years overcooked or something like that. So like, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. The kindergartens could have been functioning long into, into humans being around. Um, I have some support, potential support for the fact that the humans are aware of gems, like the gem war and that like, that's part of recorded human history. Um, I think that the biggest evidence is beach city and that no one is, really surprised by the fact that the crystal gems are there in that uh, temple um like no one's ever questioned the temple it's that's just why, always been there it's what? why ronaldo's youtube videos don't get that many hits <laughs> yeah it's, this isn't a conspiracy theory in their world it's just it's just accepted part of uh how the world works i think that um before we kind of originally just thought that oh, the explanation of why no one's freaking out about this is because it's a small, isolated, kooky town and that these guys are just weird and they're like, okay, whatever. It's normal to them because this this gem temple's always been there. 
Um, but uh, none of the other humans, other humans would be surprised by this. But I think that this this line gives evidence that, that uh, other humans wouldn't be surprised by this, that um, maybe, maybe they don't expect them to be on Earth still, but maybe the human history books do have, uh, you know, crystal gems in it and that they're just aware that there's an alien race out there. I, I wondered if any one of our BC residents' descendants were like one of the major founders of fighting alongside the crystal gems in the war. Oh, onion. so now we're, now we're just accepting that onion. this is a, like, <laughs> let, let's discuss this first. Cause Steve brings up the thought that they fought, the humans fought alongside the crystal gem rebellion. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of this, but, it, but it's plausible. If it's true, like somebody we know's descendant, maybe Dewey's like descendant or onion. We've gotten to yeah, onion. Dewey's origin story. Okay. No, stop. No more. onion. On this <laughs> yeah. April buy or sell that uh, humans helped in the crystal gem rebellion. No, I'm not buying it right now. I need proof. Like, yeah, I need that's, something. That's a that's a big shift in our perception of what happened. Oh, wait, I know one descendant. Sadie's descendant may if to go down something, because we saw her take down a corrupted gem, so it's in her blood. Okay, this is... This is uh, <laughs> not, I think fighting is technically here. in every human's blood. Yeah, yeah this is but not... But fighting effectively pseudoscience. from okay. hunter Okay, yeah, speak, yeah that is, uh, speaking of the hunter-gatherer from this question here, but um, we... So, uh, this is part of uh, a long-established um, alternate uh, Earth that we have been seeing from Steven Universe, because we've seen maps, and we've seen that there are holes in random places throughout the, the Earth, as most notable Notably, Russia does not exist. It's just a gaping crater. And uh, it's, it, it begs the, the question, like, does, does the gem war happening, um, was that the cause of these holes? Was it the cause of these different weird things that we've seen on Earth? Like, um, is this our tie-in to everything, that uh, the, the, the humans, the, the gem war just really affected the Earth and uh, humans were there? Um, it's it, like, I think all of that's in play, but more so, like, this is just another thing alongside this weird alternate um, version of our planet that we have seen from the show. And uh, it, I think the show specifically takes you off guard by putting it on Earth and making most things the same. Um, but potentially, as we've gotten deeper here now, we've seen more and more things different. And I wouldn't be surprised to just see some really crazy stuff uh, go, going, going out there. There's a Tumblr post uh, that uh, there's no cows in the Steven Universe world or that cows are fr- or wild cows. They don't domesticate them. Yeah, the, 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 look, look uh, for that That's my one. favorite theory. <laughs> that was, we don't need to talk about that. But anyway, I think, I think all that's really interesting. I'd love to see the show delve more into double down on um, – this just not being our earth and the influence of the gems and the diamonds on, on the Steven universe world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you just imagine like Rose quartz being like, no, these cows, you set them free. She's like the crazy people <laughs> yeah. who want to set animals free from the zoo. Like, <laughs> zoo, the humans free, free the cows. <laughs> free the cows. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my motto. Sense. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's get into lapis. Let's talk yeah! about lapis. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Steve has been dying to give us his grand lapis theory because I think a big question coming out of uh, Can't Go Back is where's lapis going? What's where she took off? Steve, where's lapis going? Okay. I think she's going to bump into Lars and the off colors. I see the very many parallels between Lars and lapis beyond just their name starting with L. And and that they both, in in the past, they've been sort of. I hate to use this word, but especially in Lapis' case, but I got to use the word cowards in, in search of situations. How dare you? And they run away. <laughs> and they all, but they feel bad about it, feel guilty about it. And I think Lapis, she definitely, she really doesn't want to go back. She's hesitant to go back because she feels guilty over her hurting Peridot. Just like Lars felt guilty for pretty much abandoning Sadie to save his own hide back doing the you know the gem invasion and and L- Lars we've seen a lot of development he's learned to sort of I guess deal with that I think he's in a better place and he's ready to go back to earth and perhaps he can just give Lapis that word of wisdom and I still thought I still think though Doing this Beach City Sadie Killer concert, that's when Lars and the off-color ship is going to crash right into Beach City. And I think when that happens, they'll be a little surprised that Lapis is on board with them. And then we'll have a little flashback, and they'll tell the story of what happened when Lapis bumped into 
Lars in the off colors. Right, I was buying this until the end. I don't think this show would flash back to uh, space without Steven. But um, yeah, I, it is very. Steve brings up a great point that the Sadie Killer and the Suspects concert was promised oh. in the last group batch oh, of episodes. And, and I think we're going to see at the same time pretty much Lars Sadie reunion and Lapis Paradox reunion is just, just going to be oh, something wow. that's going to connect. <laughs> the romantic parallels. Wow, that would be great, incredible. Everyone um, gets married. Yay. Yeah, Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, Harun Moose says a lot of people have been speculating that Lapis leaving into space once again she'll run into Lars in the off colors perhaps it's not Steven's words that bring her back but some someone in a way that can relate to her Lars and Lapis both have loved ones they miss on earth and they both uh, run from their problems and Lars before wanted both are too afraid to fight back um, so that was uh, what Steve said <laughs> yep it's it's a great point it's a great point these two characters are similar in interesting places like in theory lapis has regressed whereas lars has gotten past his his stuff but um you know, we just we haven't seen as much from lars maybe lars would regress once again maybe he'd be afraid to run into to to come back to sadie i don't know if we approach that or not to be honest but um yeah it's i think i think it's basically a guarantee that lapis is gonna run into lars in the off colors because uh we have to uh, do something with Lars and the off-colors. They need to come home. There's the Sadie concert. Presumably Lars will be there for the Sadie concert or that will intersect somehow. And tying Lapis into it would really make sense with uh, their their character arcs. And also, like, let's just not, let's not write Lapis off for, like, a season. Let's not do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. Uh, Lapis, oh, oh. Lapis for me is, like, and yeah, but the thing is, though, is that Lars had his sort of it was off camera, but we kind of saw it. He did become a lot more courageous. It started in Wanted. It continued. Then we saw him on the spaceship again, piloting it. The issue, though, is Lapis still very much has the problem of being a prisoner of her own past. And unlike Lars, who had, you know, you know, he had he had the pa- he had the panic coward moment in that spaceship. I mean, Lapis has had a much more traumatic past. And yeah, Lars is just yeah. like an awkward teenager. It's, Lapis has had thousands of years of It's trauma. going to be, <laughs> and, and the thing is, and, and as much as a lot of people like to criticize Lapis's character for, you know, running away and being sort of very distant and aloof, I mean, she was, she was, she was poofed, locked in a mirror for thousands of years and ignored. She's had, uh, when she finally got free, she was captured, in- interrogated, possibly tortured for information, almost sold out Stephen, who, um, who she cares a lot about. It's really, uh, for Lapis to have a, I want Lapis to have a redemption story very much, though. But I think the issue is that we're dealing with a character, and it is tragic because you could tell it's like she wants to go back, but then she can't, so she doesn't. Then she runs away more, and then it just—it sort of is this recurring downward spiral where you're just sort of up, you just become trapped. Where it's like, if I go back, it gets worse, so I won't. But then now I really can't go back because then it's really bad. Then I really can't go back. It it really they really do a good job of showing how it's this really sort of self defeating isolation and depression and it's it's and I think the longer they and I hope they do it soon because the longer Lapis is in that mindset the more the harder it is to then get her out of it so that she can come back to Earth and have it be a very meaningful character development moment and I'm not entirely sure Lars although he is better can make that can make that bridge by himself oh but i love the idea though of someone other than steven being the one to save lapis it's something that's long overdue that's that someone gets saved by someone that's not steven but influenced maybe by steven indirectly but in a way steven could never do it himself and also i do do think um with the with lapis um she she is she's digressed a bit um but I think she could turn it around. It would sh- be nice of showing of, of gems that humans maybe are capable of more things than they give credit for. Because Lapis, I think, like like pretty much all gems, they kind of, in a way, subtly look down on humans. So to have a human maybe give some wisdom, that would be sort of a great little moment for the human race. And technically, Steven's only okay. half human, so... Yeah, also, he's uh, Pink Diamond, but... Um, <laughs> <yeah>. Also... <laughs> Also, Only um, pink diamond. <laughs> this also this also reminded me of I think Alex brought this up in, uh, after the November stories. It's like when Lapis was on Earth, uh, a lot of these emotions that she had, a lot of the trauma she had, it was never actually really dealt with either. It was pushed to the side in the name of yeah. peace, which was, you know, which which shows that some you know whoever it's going to be, like Peridot was obviously not the kind of person that's going to create emotional breakthroughs in any character at all. Uh, so it really is. So it's it's tough to say she regressed. She she pro- in a, in a spiritual sense she never really progressed. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a great oh, point. Oh, she's she, really she just not kind of, progressed. <laughs> she, just, she just really just uh, stagnated, and uh, Stephen never really got the chance to deal with them in a major way. Okay, April, what's the what's the brief version of your frustrations with Lapis? Is it just that we're hitting on the same uh, arc again with her, and it's just frustrating to see her go back to these same uh, emotional beats? Well, it, it, mostly, yeah, but a, a lot of it's just that it's not so much that we're like going back to the same arc. It's that we're still on the same arc. There's literally been zero improvement. And like, it, I guess a lot of my frustrations come from, I think it's the same reason why, like, um, like with Mysticons, why I don't like Proxima, because a lot of it is very like self-inflicted, like it's coming from her own head. It's, it's just really funny because she's always like the diamonds, they're coming after me. And it's like, I don't even think the diamonds remember that you exist at this point. Like they clearly have better, like, and bigger things to worry about, like who killed their sister or whatever, you know, pink diamond was to them. So I just think that like, she's making a lot up out of her, out of herself. And yeah, she's been through some very traumatic things, but she like, she shows no like willingness to become a better, like to better herself from those experiences. Like, I mean, there was at a point where we thought, okay, maybe like Steven will get her to like sort of move past it. And yeah, she stayed on earth, but it was kind of, I think it was another one of those situations where she just didn't really know where to go because she's so convinced that the diamonds are coming for her and they're going to shatter her. And it's like, there has been no indication that that's what they want to do to you. So where do you continue to get this? Like, yeah, you were trapped in a mirror, but you were just trapped in a mirror. Like they, they legit forgot about you. You even said that yourself. So I, I, I think I'm just very over it. Like I, I would love for Lapis to like be better, to learn something to be more courageous or whatever it is. But at this point, I think she's just uh, inflicting all of this upon herself. And it's not that, you know, and she she makes it seem like, oh, well, she can't do this alone. But no one has ever like indicated that she has to do it alone. And Steven continues to be encouraging. And even in this episode, she's like, well, I can't go back. I've only made things worse. And Steven's like, yeah, you can go back. Like, the, you know, maybe, yeah, it seems like it's worse, but, you know, people will understand and it, it, it won't be that big of a deal. But in her head, like she it's like she's making herself out to be something so much more than she actually is. So I'm just I'm so over it. I'm not over just, it. I'm, I am. I really am, though, because like we've had Lapis for how long and we continue yeah. to go back to this like it's it's not even going back. We're still doing this. Like, April, you make a good point. If they're not coming for Parada, who called on the diamond a clod and was out and just made her intentions as a traitor clear. They're not coming for Lapis. Yes, exactly. yes, yes. I, and I, th- I think everyone agrees. Um, and uh, April speaks for a large portion of the fandom there, so I'm glad we got that viewpoint exp- uh, expressed. My my response largely to what you're saying, April, is, yeah, that's true, dot, dot, dot. And that's why it's so great. Like, that's, I think you're <laughs> no, saying a bunch of things that are true <laughs> that I love. I love about it. I, it's like, it's this um, really, like, horrible thing that she's going through. It's real. It's raw. And the show has convinced me that I want to go um, on this, like, uh, this traumatic arc with Lapis because I think I, and uh, no one understood the Mysticon's uh, comparison, but the di- the difference between Proxima and uh, Lapis to me is that I, I I understand Lapis's suffering. I've been through it. The mirror episodes have been incredible, and I get what she's I get the trauma she's doing through, and it's so relatable and real. And uh, she's just she's gonna she can't, she can't get out of this this um, cycle. She can't get over the past. It's like it's uh, I, I I understand why one would be frustrated that we're repeating same beats because we are, and also. I think that's the point so like uh it's you know you could you could disagree on whether it's like successfully presented in an engaging way on a television show right like i, I think well, that's the issue the other thing too is like i used to love lapis like whenever like <gasps> i w- had a youtube channel and i would talk about steven universe Wait. i would like i was like yes <laughs> this is new lapis information. episode what this no. is new information <laughs> yes but yeah i used to i was excited about lapis episodes i was like yeah i love lapis lapis is one of my favorite characters and then here i am and i'm just i'm done like i'm i say i'm done with her because i but and i know she's coming back and i would like to like i 
am like slightly buying into the like, okay, she needs to run to Lars so that he can help her like through all of this, even though his story isn't exa- I mean, it's like relatively the same, but she's been through way worse. So I, I would want that well, for Lapis. Well, I don't say, I'm going to say the story's exactly the same. I'm just saying they're, his, their, her, their afraidness, what, what she's afraid of is what Lars was previously afraid of. That's what I think is similar. That's something I don't think Steven could really understand. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder with the, with the Lapis frustrations, because it's definitely not just April. It's a lot of people. And even though I love it, I understand, uh, clearly understand where it's coming from because we, we have done the same beats with her. I wonder if it's a result of the show extending it over such a large period of time and that if we did this, this, this Lapis stuff within a season or two, or maybe even if the show just didn't air five episodes a year, then it would be more uh, tolerable. Like, like we would have, um, like if you binge the show, is this going to play differently? Is this going to be, um, uh, something that more people buy into her arc? Or maybe just the Steven Universe just takes too long view, uh, too long term of view with, uh, its character arc sometimes. I would say potentially similar things with Peridot. We've tabled her for a large portions of the, of the last two seasons. And, um, you know, so, uh, like maybe Lapidots, even if we have the Lapidot reunion, would that even be like emotionally successful? We've barely seen them that much recently. Uh, well, we've well, barely seen them together lately. If, oh, if, oh, if, if you do, if you do binge it, it's only ten episodes between raising the barn and can go back. So maybe that. So maybe yeah, time length between That's episodes depressing. does make it does make it <laughs> so yeah, sad. Like, if, you, if you think about it in terms of episodes, like, I mean that that was one episode though. They would have been a while before that, right? I think. It, well, was, well, I'm talking about ten episodes between the two. If you were to binge it, that's only two and a half hours of separation. So I think it would play differently. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of large portions of the show would play differently, but um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, see. But, I mean, I, I, but well, the other thing too is like it seems like other what is it? Because we we kind of like we did the amethyst arc, and then like we've you know kind of done like the pair. Well, I mean, we've done the paradox arc, and you know, Jasper's sort of over, and, and so it's like, why are we conti- Like, why this character are we continuing to? like extend out this like arc and i again i think it would just be better if like we were actually just moving somewhere with her but it just seems like it's like we're not even going like two steps forward and one step back it's like we're maybe taking half a step forward and then we're gonna jump 10 steps back so there's not there's not any progression right which again i think is the is the point of the uh trauma they're trying to experience and um I, I think the, I, I think the answer is why are they doing this? The show is taking a serious wide view of this lapis arc. Um, mm-hmm. and like, so we are still on like the middle stages <laughs> of our, of our giant lapis arc because, uh, eventually we'll, we'll deal with these and we'll get past. I them just wanted to like, if whatever it does pay off, I want it to pay off very well. Like if you're going to, I guess, sort of extend it out this much, like it better be big and it better be huge. Whatever. Yeah. And, and I, the end game is and that's the one problem i think that's been with the lapis stories i think it's been maybe the weakest arc of of the arcs we've seen and if and if the malachite arc is any guide uh i'm not i'm not hopeful because i yeah. thought the malachite arc was just not done yeah, well i mean i think the malachite arc was the weakest part of the lapis stuff that it wasn't yeah. necessarily the direct lapis thing i i would argue that this episode um can't go back is part is the beginning of the payoff like this song yeah. that we saw her sing and the emotions we see her express towards paradox like that was so cathartic and that is this is this is like th- this really does build on uh, everything we've been seeing between the two of them and lapis's trauma and the emotions she's expressing and like it's the type of thing that we're gonna see uh expressed from the show going forward but even if this was it i feel like it would be it would be great is this was so great i feel like that was uh it was almost enough i have a question almost. for you guys um how would you like lapis return to be we like it like to be like steven maybe visit lars on in the ship and that's when we run into lapis would rather be like at the end of our episode be like her her appearance off the ship like a surprise and then leave as a cliffhanger end of episode cliffhanger no 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 no, no, no episode cliffhanger she she walks out from the ship and she surprise hugs peridot from behind and then they fuse 
Oh, uh, well, we could do that, or they just uh. kiss or something. But uh, you know, like uh, <laughs> we, we're probably not doing fusion with Paradox. We don't need to get into that. But um, the show, because the show hasn't wanted to get into that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, like uh, that would be a great reunion. Okay, let's. We're, we're hyping up the Lapidot return. Uh, like, <laughs> let's do it. Okay, I'm going to officially table this part two of the Rose is a Bad Person discussion. That'll be next podcast. Uh, we're oh. tabling that. Uh, let me close by presenting you the hot new fan theory. Uh, by by new fan theory, I mean our Discord uh, came up with this theory on the future <laughs> episode. So um, this is, uh, I think, me and Michael. Uh, I don't remember who else did it, but um, so the question the uh, the question here is uh, how is um, Stephen Stephen's going to want to talk to Rose probably after after these episodes Ooh. and she's gonna have some, he's going to have some questions um, and I think potentially that uh, can't go or uh, single pale Rose introduces a mechanism for steve steven with with which to talk to his mm. mother in a, in a way in which he previously hasn't been able to because the framing device of uh, single pale rose is this thing where steven goes into pearl's gem and ke- keeps going deeper into layers but just the concept of being able to go into someone's gem and talk to their psyche um is new information and it's kind of just a device in order to explore it's- the answer to this arc but could this be explored again could steven go into his own gem but how's he going to do that because he's still steven so i I have the solution i have the solution uh he body swaps with someone as we saw him do with lars in that one episode he body swaps with lars again he enters his own gem as lars in lars's mind and then he talks to his mom the new lars 2 uh roception (laughs) is what oh really um I, okay, I was thinking more maybe Connie. No, no, no. But buy, buy like, yourself, like, buy yourself, Steve. Yeah. Okay, I, I could, I, I could buy. Is this buy? Okay, you said buy April. What are you? <laughs> buy yourself okay. this. It's just Avatar I, all over again. I think that's really. It's a really interesting theory. But wouldn't he now be able to utilize the room because that's sort of part of himself, like a part of i guess his gem psyche kind of has been unlocked because the previous issue was that the room just is giving him what he wants and so he was just hearing what the room and yeah but we we, we did the room already trying to talk we did storm in the room you know let's let's do something uh let's body swap again let's let's do that (laughs) can he body swap with lars now that lars is dead okay yeah we thing. might yeah, i don't know maybe uh we might have to buy it uh, steve steven uh steve uh, presents connie as another option <laughs> should we do that well, that'd, that'd be, be more in a way because i think the I don't real know connie she might be a little bad. harsh on rose you are, are think- we gonna are we gonna reenact you are we gonna do your name with steven and connie is that what's happening april buy or sell your name with steven and connie Ooh, let's do it but <laughs> okay <laughs> yes bye <laughs> John, 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 uh, body swap to enter Steven's own gem. Yes, buy or sell? Sell. Why? Why? Because the physics of Steven, if he body swaps at someone, his body is unconscious. We just saw with Pearl, you have to actually let someone into your gem. It's impossible. It was was he unconscious or was Lars Steven for that? He he was, he was, he he was just lying in bed. He was out. Like he had to actually wake him up. Ooh. I feel like this is a minor. If he's I, sleeping, he can is, it's easier to no, no, now. Hold on, I do remember. have there. There is another way he can talk to Pink Diamond, though. Wow. Uh, he, ta- he takes he he takes a dagger, cuts out his gem, rips okay, it out, okay, and then okay. Pink Diamond forms. Uh, that's that's the. Oh, he just goes. Um, he dies. He, in the, yeah. in the <laughs> no, he he just, he just Harry carries himself. No, he stays alive. He just won't have any gem powers. Yeah, well, this is this is a long-standing theory, which is that Steven separates from Rose. Um, that 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 could be a thing, but um, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the the just the regardless of the body swap mechanisms, the basic the basic concept is that the uh, entering a gem in order to talk to someone's psyche is uh, is presented here, and it pre- presents pre- potentially presents a solution uh, to our uh, Steven talking. To, I wonder to if this Vermont is more well. of an av- more like an avatar influence or a Naruto influence. Okay, I don't I don't care about Naruto, so we're not <laughs> talking about that. Um, okay, so we've we've determined what's happening in the season finale. Uh, it's it's Steven new Lars too. Oh, Steven dies. That's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he cuts his gem off, I'd probably die. Yeah, that's that's not happening. Uh, okay. And then Rose comes uh, back, but Steven's gone. This is how the show ends. Done. He ru- no, <laughs> he ru- he rules Homeworld. Ooh. 
he takes his place. He takes his place on the throne, and everything's <laughs> like wonderful. The the end. How does that relate to the thing before? Okay, um, how the show ends. That's how the show ends. Oh, we're just throwing out theories on how the show ends. Yeah, I sure. thought that was what we were talking about. B- barely, we're well, barely what, talking about the that. The pink elephant room we have not talked about. It revealed a diamond that can flawlessly shape shift. And I got. I'm worried though. Is white diamond somewhere among us? Somewhere, perhaps. Ooh, White Diamond's Wait. hiding his own. I, I, Steve, I like that you held on to the pink elephant in the room for an hour before breaking that one out. <laughs> like, really? It took that long to do? I'm offended, actually. <laughs> really? Really? That one? Uh, yeah. yeah, White Diamond could be anyone. So uh, get your onion theories. I said, oh, I broke, I broke the Get rule. your onion theories. Get your I'm onion sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Okay. Um, April, any last thoughts on anything here? Um, I'm really, uh, these two episodes were great. I'm really excited to see where we go from here because I feel like it's going to be really hard for them to go, I guess I say go back to Beach City from this because we have a lot to address. <laughs> you think we're getting rid of the boardies. That's what I thought too. We still ago. have Never the happened. Sadie Killer concert. That's going to be a big thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're at okay, the ultimate boardie episode. That's, that's the only episode I'll allow. <laughs> I have bad news about uh, season six, April. <laughs> it's, it's nothing but Bordy. Bordy only, day. yes. Oh, Ronaldo oh. becomes the new lead. Yeah, we we neglected to talk about Ronaldo's uh, star appearance in the. No, in one of these episodes. we're gonna get. Oh, we're gonna the. It's gonna be nothing but Bordies, but it's gonna be like it's Connie's the lead because Steven. I accept. <laughs> Steven's gone somewhere, and so now Connie is adjusting to life without the crystal gems. And Steven, it's gonna be, it's gonna be raw. <laughs> yeah, where's our, where's our Connie school life spinoff uh, show? Yeah, that's oh my gosh. Okay, John, final thoughts. Uh, this is something I mentioned on Discord, but I'd love you guys' thoughts on this. What are the first three apps Pearl downloads on her phone? Go. <laughs> Uh, I, Pearl does not know how to download apps. That's the Amethyst that is going to teach her. What are the first three apps? Uh, her, the uh, the female female uh, dating app, obviously. Um, I think I think that's she's going to download what... Tinder because she wants to learn how to make a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they can make that joke. Yeah, uh, something like I don't think we could. Except use they that, won't but... call it Tinder. They'll call it something like I don't know. Yeah, what 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 apps could Pearl mis- uh, get confused by their names oh, of? Yeah. Learn how to, um, learn how to uh, p- homestyle y- your pets. What? Get lion. Finally, get lion to properly behave himself. Yeah, uh, lion train. <laughs> lion training. App. I feel like <laughs> I feel that's like that's Pearl it. would have one of those like um, what is it like the coloring book apps that they have for like kids. Yeah. Where she just taps adult. it and it's supposed to be stress relief. There's probably an adult adult coloring book app. Yeah, that, uh, yeah she would do that. She'd probably have Angry Birds because she'd want to like comfort them, but then realize she has she finds she, it very soothing. She is one of them. She, <laughs> she is, is the Angry Bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I I I would love it if like you know, yeah. And, no, she she would probably download Tinder for the wrong re- for maybe that reason, and then the algorithm would match her with Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Ooh. pass, pass. <laughs> could pass kind of, could he, he kind does, of see the show doing does, that, but he pass. Does ha- he did have that on his tablet. Uh, who, Greg? Greg had that on his tablet. Okay, we'll have to exi- we'll have to check yeah. the tapes on that one. Um, Steve, final thoughts. Oh well, I'm I'm interested. I'm really excited to see where we go with this. Um, now that all like Amethyst and Garnet knows about this secret. I thought for a moment, though, that Pearl was in the clear that she technically didn't break her promise since Steven, in a way, is Pink Diamond, but cat's out of the bag right now, or the line's out of the bag. <laughs> um, and like I said, I'm waiting for, I'm excited for the big Sadie Killer concert, because I expect big things to happen there. Yeah, uh, it looks like it'll be a very small town episode, but I expect big things to happen. Uh, Steve, not- Steve, you're setting yourself up for disappointment here. Haven't we learned our <laughs> lesson by now with the, with these boardy episodes? With oh, April. I, and I'm still <laughs> waiting for the big... I want to see Topaz again. Get the big Topaz redemption. Topaz? That's where you're going with this? Topaz. Topaz Where's Aquamarine? Come on, man. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Dylan wants Aquamarine. Where's, yeah, where's the meteor? Yeah, but I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they're going to invade. They're going to crash no, the They're not going to see Aquamarine and Topaz in the season. 
Well, that watch, watch that happen. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm yeah, just setting the now. I'm setting the bar high. I'm setting up for big. I'm just setting up for yeah, oh, these beast city forty episodes to surprise really, us. Yeah, you've uh, really have not. We've not learned our lesson. Okay, so <laughs> we, we just what we get one big reveal, and now we're expecting it every single episode. Okay, I see how it is. That's kind of what the fandom's been like. So, yeah, we'll uh, we're preparing for all our crazy theories to come true in the last eight episodes. So, uh, let us know your thoughts on anything we talked about here. Are you buying uh, Roseception? Um, most importantly, thing to comment on. Uh, get continue to talk about uh, is is Rose a bad person in the comments? We'll get back to that this episode, and then uh, anything else. Bradley won't revisit the other topics we talked about, but you can still comment on them. YouTube comments overlyanimated dot com, and uh, make sure you subscribe to not miss any of our future Steven Universe podcasts. Going to keep try to keep going semi regular here. Um, it's been it's been uh, very very good to have stuff to talk about with the show again. Yay. <laughs> And uh, tell you, yeah. another place to talk about this with us on Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Um, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, John A.K. Garfield. Yay! I think that's Yay. the first time it's been, someone's been on. I don't know. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Q. Um, check out other podcasts at overlyanimated.com that have came out recently, including OKKO OK coverage. <laughs> yeah. Um, DuckTales, I believe, is coming out around the same time as this. Yeah. Uh, Agretzico, uh recap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, April, how are your eardrums? They're recovering. Yeah, my official <laughs> reaction to your intro, John, is thumbs down. That's mm-hmm. my that's my take. And then uh, we had Mysticons and uh, all that. Uh, ladybug. No Ladybug this weekend. There's a scare, no? but no, no new Ladybug. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Almost happened, but no, it's not happening. Okay. Uh, find all that at overlandrated.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Right. Bye. 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 Take care. <laughs>